Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret's just-arrived collection of swim and other sun-ready silhouettes. Pack your bags with new styles from the Very Sexy collection, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy push-up bra, in on-trend hues like green and citron and black shine. Rewind to the future with the VS Archives Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. Plus, mix and match with their wide range of bikini tops and bottoms to find your dream suit. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Welcome to Criminalia, a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. In January of 1881, the Cincinnati Examiner described Dr. Charles Lewis Blood as, quote, 45 years of age, but looks to be not above 35. He is nearly six feet tall in height and is well-built with a fresh, fair complexion, a good suit of brown hair which he wears in curls, and is very affable. It is claimed, the report continued, that he had been operating as a sort of confidence man and that he had no right to the title M.D. The Boston Globe described him as having a, quote, national reputation for crooked work. And according to Chicago's Interocean newspaper in February of 1890, police described him as, quote, the silkiest and slipperiest confidence man in the business. So, let's meet this so-called Dr. Blood. Welcome to Criminalia. I'm Maria Tremarchi. And I'm Holly Fry. Charles Lewis Blood was an American con artist who operated primarily in Boston, with time also spent in New York City, Philadelphia, and the Chicago area. Charles was born in Groton, Massachusetts, about 40 or so miles west of Boston, on September 8, 1835. He was the son of Lewis Blood, a successful farmer, timber dealer, contractor, and prominent citizen of the town, although Charles always maintained the story that his father was a physician. People who knew him and the family years earlier denied that his father was ever a doctor, but Charles never strayed from his story. We know 
nothing about his childhood. In fact, we don't find much about him in the historical record until he's about 30 years old, when he fabricates a medical career and starts up a con. Charles was a self-proclaimed doctor, and he sold a patent medical treatment known as oxygenized air, which he promoted as a cure for all sorts of problems, from post-nasal drip to tuberculosis. His oxygenized air was actually nitrous oxide, which you may better know as laughing gas. It's a colorless, non-flammable gas that has a mildly sweet odor and taste, and when inhaled, it can cause feelings of euphoria, relaxation, and calmness, as well as fits of giggles, because, you know, there's a reason it's nicknamed laughing gas. Charles manufactured his own product, but he wasn't the first to use nitrous oxide. It was first synthesized by Joseph Priestley in 1772, and then introduced as an analgesic by Humphrey Davy in 1800. In 1844, it was first used as a surgical anesthetic, and still is today. As a mild sedative, it's long been used to calm anxiety and dentistry. But it's not a cure for any respiratory ailment, as Charles promised. Charles arrived in Boston in 1865, and soon established himself as a curer of consumption, which we now call tuberculosis, and respiratory diseases by means of his patented oxygenized air. He kept his headquarters on Chauncey Street in the city. Charles started out his con with a con, meaning he swindled an experienced and respected businessman from Wellesley, Massachusetts, a Mr. Humphrey Cummings, whose name may have been Whitney Cummings, into advancing him $4,500 in capital for his oxygenized air treatment. The dividends Cummings received from their partnership were no more valuable than the air Charles was peddling to his marks, and it didn't take long before Cummings demanded his money be returned to him. Charles never paid out, and about a year later, the entire matter was closed when Cummings died. Dr. Blood had a full patient load and frequently promoted his medical services in full-page newspaper ads across the city. He also issued an advertising sheet of his own, which he broadcast throughout the surrounding counties. As an example, on May 1, 1867, an advertisement in the Lewiston Evening Journal in Maine read, in part, quote, Qatar, in America today we call this post-nasal drip, which is just a buildup of phlegm in your throat, but Qatar should not be ignored, as it is apt to lead to fatal pulmonary complaints. It is easily cured with oxygenized air. Oxygenized air is also a remedy for consumption. The remedy is given by inhalation, breathed directly into the lungs, and through them carried into the circulating fluids of the body, decomposing the impure matter in the blood and expelling it through the pores. Patients do not have to experiment long to learn results. The effects are immediate, and but a short time is required to perfect a cure in any curable cure. He often used that somewhat confusing slogan, a cure in any curable cure, when promoting his product. But anyway. Business boomed, and the fraudulent doctor upgraded his office into an opulently appointed clinic located at 199 Harrison Avenue in the South End neighborhood of the city. He saw a steady stream of patients throughout the day, yet some historians question whether or not he used shills, people that he paid to give the appearance that he was running a bustling business. He was described by the Interocean as, quote, quick in motion with small, sparkling eyes 
in a plausible manner calculated to win those inexperienced in reading human nature. Charles was already making a tidy wage when he sold the rights to administer oxygenized air to other real physicians. And that's when Charles found himself with a rival. But first, we're going to take a break for a word from our sponsor before we talk about the emergence of a Dr. Jerome Harris. Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Simply Safe. Listen, you listen to true crime podcasts. You know that the world can be dangerous and unpredictable and that there will unfortunately be people who want to hurt each other. And so it's kind of nice to get a little peace of mind by having a good home security system. Just take a few precautions. And I recommend looking at Simply Safe Home Security. I've had my home broken into in the past and it was a terrible feeling, even though nothing that bad really happened. Aside from an intruder, I just really like knowing that I have a security setup that lets me check in on my pets when I'm not home. That is a huge peace of mind giver when I am out traveling. Simply Safe sent me a whole home security system, and I was really, really impressed by the variety of indoor and outdoor cameras they offer. And the whole thing is backed by 24-7 professional monitoring for less than a dollar a day. Get 20% off any new Simply Safe system when you sign up for Fast Protect Monitoring. Just visit simplysafe.com slash criminalia. That's simplysafe, S-I-M-P-L-I-S-A-F-E dot com slash criminalia. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Hey, everybody, it's Holly. Listen, I've been doing stuff on stage since I was a kid, which means that I have been doing my makeup since I was a kid. And I can turn out a look when I need to, but on my day-to-day, I really like to keep it a little more relaxed and low-key. I don't have time for a full face most of the time. But that also means that Thrive Cosmetics can have me covered no matter what I'm doing, whether I'm doing something on stage, like I have an appearance or a live show, or I'm just running to the grocery store. Something in their line is perfect. And what I really love and what's important to me is that they are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free. And to me, cruelty-free is very important in the cosmetics I use. I mentioned that I've been doing my makeup for a long time. I've gotten older (laughs) in that time. And one of the things that I've done to refresh my look is switch over to their brilliant eye brighteners and use something like a rose gold shade to really like go all around my eye and then just blend it out and get a daytime smoky look. It makes me look a little more youthful and more refreshed. And it's just easy as pie. And it means that I don't have to mess with a whole ton of products. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash Criminalia for 10% off your first order. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret. Pack your bags with just arrived swim, cover-ups, corset tops, and other sexy silhouettes. When the sun goes down, opt for bold and blingy styles, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy Push-Up Bra from the Very Sexy Collection in on-trend hues like Black Shine, Green, and Citron. For a glam statement, pair them with your favorite jeans and bring the heat. 
because life is better in a bikini. Rewind to the future with the VS Archive Swim Collection inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. For endless out-of-office options, mix and match with Victoria's Secret's wide range of bikini tops and bottoms that offer you every type of coverage, from full to cheeky to minimal. And now in this season's must-have shades and patterns, add the finishing touch with the limited edition Bombshell Escape fragrance, a free-spirited take on the iconic Victoria's Secret scent. Dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. Welcome back to Criminalia. Let's talk about what happened when a patient was treated with a therapy called super-oxygenized air by a real physician, not Charles Blood. Not long after Charles sold the rights to his air, a Dr. Jerome Harris, a real physician who practiced in Boston, had begun applying nitrous oxide to patients under the therapy named super-oxygenized air. We don't know what made Harris's therapy super, but we'll go on. Not only was Harris trading on Charles's shtick, he was doing it out of Charles's former office on Chauncey Street. One day in the winter of 1866, Dr. Harris was called upon by a Mr. Carville of Lewiston, Maine, who complained of bronchial symptoms and specifically requested Harris's super-oxygenized air therapy. Within moments of receiving treatment, though, Carville fell into a seizure. Upon returning home, he called for his own physician for follow-up treatment. And that physician turned out to be, yes, Dr. Charles Blood. The next day, the press wrote, well, uh, they wrote a lot, both fact and fiction. Most described the scene as one where Dr. Harris had poisoned Carville by administering super-oxygenized air. They also noted the subsequent relief that Carville received through the treatment of physician Dr. Blood. For Charles, this media attention was amazing for developing a much larger pool of marks. Usually, as a con artist, you don't want media attention because it might spoil the game. But in this instance, he made sure the press and the public were all aware of Carville's continued improvement under his care. Not one to pass up a marketing moment, he was quick to point out that improvement was due to his own harmless oxygenized air, and often he would include his office address for those who wished to try it themselves. Carvel sued Harris, which kept the story in the media even longer, and it turned Dr. Blood into a local medical hero in the press. Harris's legal counsel advised that Harris was being blackmailed by Blood and Carvel and that Carvel was being paid off to make Harris look like a poor physician and blood a superior one, in a ruse that was basically an entire staged event. But in the end, no illegal activity was proven. The case fell through. Harris left Boston, and Charles's practice, quote, continued in high feather. Charles didn't do all his work in Boston. He ran a brief oxygenized air con in Chicago in 1875 and 1876, where he set up an office on the corner of State and Madison. There are some back number directories still available that place the doctor at two different addresses on Madison Street. First, he was at 77 and then 683. A Mr. Charles S. Crusby was the agent for the property at 77 Madison and later told the Interocean, quote, Why, yes, I remember Dr. Blood. 
He came here in the spring of 1875 and rented a suite of rooms on the fourth floor. He was a fine-looking man and dressed nicely. He paid his rent promptly in advance and always seems to have plenty of money. He did a good business, too, and he had lots of papers and circulars that he would have distributed. He seemed to be introducing a new treatment, the oxygen treatment, I believe it was called, and was advertising it pretty freely. He always did a good business, and after being here about a year, he sold out to a man, I don't remember his name, and went away. The man did not stay here but a month or so, and then moved away. I believe that Dr. Blood left the city. I don't know where he went or where he came from. Dr. Blood never had any trouble here so far as I know, and when he left here, I never heard from him again until you mentioned his name to me. In 1880, Dr. C.L. Blood authored a book on medicine entitled A Century of Life, Health, and Happiness, or A Gold Mine of Information, a cyclopedia of medical information for home life, health, and domestic economy. It was essentially a collection of medical information for the home, and it was written in a period when Charles's focus changed from nitrous oxide inhalation to homeopathy. And in it, he spends a good amount of time discussing, uh, okay, truth be told, there's a lot of hemorrhoid talk. He also focuses on the, quote, sickening habit of eating undercooked meat. Other highlights include chapters on how to properly wash your feet to tips for silencing embarrassing stomach growling. He writes about physicians over-medicating their patients and includes marketing copy for his own clinic, presumably where treatments were better. And, no lie, the book ends with a section called Cooking Formulas, which includes a lot of recipes for everything from baking powder to sauces to puddings to pies. There are some good recipes in this book. When it came to baking powder, Dr. Blood advised that his homemade version was healthier. As part of his book's sales techniques, Charles advertised in the book itself that random book buyers would be given prizes of up to $500, and all they had to do was buy the book. He also suggested buyers buy several books and sell their surplus. No one collected on these, but that swindle got him arrested in 1883. The arrest went nowhere, but his name was splashed over Boston newspapers, and one newspaper referred to him as a, quote, philanthropic swindler. Three years later, an investor by the name of Charles Baker alleged that Dr. Blood defrauded him of $210 when he failed to provide copies of his book to backers as promised, and took the matter to the authorities. A warrant was issued for Charles's arrest in Massachusetts, but at that time he was already wanted in the state for various misdemeanors. He was taken into custody in Philadelphia, actually, and returned to Massachusetts on a charge of defrauding by false pretenses. While he was running this long con, Charles had other run-ins with the law, most related in some way to his oxygenized air scam. We're looking at fraud, blackmail, murder, and tax evasion. Tax evasion, you ask? Charles got pinched by the feds, but not for running a con. It was for failing to properly stamp his patent medicines. Never mind the quackery of the product, the labels. The labels have to be correct. <laughs> Charles left Boston in the custody of two deputy U.S. Marshals, and he reappeared sometime later in Philadelphia. But I want to back up and talk for a minute about why they arrested him and what that stamp was all about. 
A patent granted the medicine maker a monopoly over their particular formula. In the United States, after the American Civil War, the patent medicine trade was very lucrative, and the medicines were aggressively marketed. During the war, patent medicines were taxed, as were matches, playing cards, perfumes, and other articles, to fund the war effort. So from 1862 to 1883, patent medicines required tax stamps placed on all packaging. Until federal drug regulations were put in place in 1906, patent medicine manufacturers could also make any therapeutic claims for their product that they could think of. Literally anything. A pill that cures cancer? Sure, why not? The second half of the 19th century is generally considered to be the golden age of American patent medicines, in part because of rapid increases in industry and manufacturing, but really because there was an absence of drug regulation. So without drug regulation, why would people give something potentially sketchy, like oxygenized air, a go? Probably for a few reasons, actually. Uh, Doctors didn't have the training that physicians do today. With some exceptions, most were trained through two-year apprenticeships without formal education requirements. Procedures and treatments often used harmful tools, and practitioners were rarely regulated. The time when Charles pulled his con is now referred to as one of heroic medicine, when some extreme techniques like bleeding, blistering, and purging were prescribed by physicians to restore the natural balance of the body. Treatments often didn't work, or they made you worse. You literally might be risking your life instead of saving it. This was also before the advent of germ theory. That discovery wouldn't happen until the end of the 19th century. So physicians didn't have a lot to offer in competition with patent medicine's promises of a cure in a bottle. We're going to take a break for a word from our sponsor, and when we're back, we'll talk about how it wasn't all about nitrous oxide. We'll look at the side crimes Charles engaged in while running his oxygenized air scam. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret. Pack your bags with just-arrived swim, cover-ups, corset tops, and other sexy silhouettes. When the sun goes down, opt for bold and blingy styles, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy Push-Up Bra from the Very Sexy Collection, in on-trend hues like Black Shine, Green, and Citron. For a glam statement, pair them with your favorite jeans and bring the heat. Because life is better in a bikini. Rewind to the future with the VS Archive Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. For endless out-of-office options, mix and match with Victoria's Secret's wide range of bikini tops and bottoms that offer you every type of coverage, from full to cheeky to minimal. And now, in this season's must-have shades and patterns, add the finishing touch with the limited-edition Bombshell Escape fragrance, a free-spirited take on the iconic Victoria's Secret scent. Dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. 
Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th, just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Welcome back to Criminalia. Charles ran his medical con for decades, but it wasn't the only crime he was involved in. Let's talk about not just fraud, but blackmail and murder charges as well. Charles was in the paper again in May of 1884, but not in the same positive way he had been after Carville's treatment. He was arrested by Boston authorities for blackmailing a local musician named Ernest Weber. This instance is one that didn't have anything to do with the con. This instance involved a woman. In April that year, Charles began dating a woman named Jeanette Nickerson, and the two were often seen together at theaters, lectures, and they dined almost daily at Young's Hotel. That's meaningful because guests at Young's usually included names like Mark Twain, Elizabeth Cady Stanton, and Rutherford B. Hayes. And during their relationship, Charles had procured, or perhaps coerced, an affidavit from Jeanette Nickerson stating that, we're going to paraphrase this, she had been, quote, ruined under promise of marriage by Weber, and that Weber had furthermore employed a physician to terminate a pregnancy, a procedure that had nearly taken her life. One of Charles's cronies, a Dr. Townsend, delivered the affidavit to Weber, and Weber was threatened with criminal prosecution unless he paid $4,000. Weber, wisely, consulted with the police, who, in response, arrested Dr. Blood and Dr. Townsend. Both men were convicted of blackmail and sentenced to several years in prison. But it's the murder of Hiram Sautel on February 5th, 1890, that was Charles's preeminent crime, probably. If he did it, he got away with it. The story goes like this. Hiram was a fruiterer living in Boston with his mother and family. His brother Isaac, recently home upon release from prison, argued with Hiram regarding their late father's estate. Technically, the property was in their mother's name, but Hiram managed it for her. Isaac had decided he wanted to control it. This all seems like an unfortunate but pretty common family dispute at this point. 
But now let's step back a minute. Isaac and Charles Blood knew each other. They had met in prison. And upon hearing Isaac's plight, Charles offered to force Hiram's hand in the matter. His fee was $500, and they were going to have to bring in a third person to pull it off. They agreed. They had a deal. Isaac kicked things off with kidnapping Hiram's daughter, Marion, not in any way to hurt her, but in an effort to lure her father to a remote location in Maine. And that's where Charles and the intended third party would be waiting to muscle Hiram into giving up control over their mother's property. This plan, though, did not play out as they had envisioned. Hiram was shot four times. We don't know who did the shooting. We don't know why guns were even fired. Hiram did not survive, and the men took care of the body in a particularly grisly manner, first by decapitating it and then partially dismembering it. They buried him in a shallow grave. After her husband's disappearance, Hiram's wife immediately suspected that Isaac had murdered him, and she notified the authorities. Hiram's body was found 10 days after his murder. When Isaac was arrested, he had two train tickets to Montreal with him, one of which was thought to be for Charles' blood. Charles's picture was being circulated after the murder, and he was recognized by a hotelier, a Mrs. Richmond, who contacted the police after seeing his photo in her local Sunday paper. She told authorities, quote, Why, I know that man. He called here a week ago today. It was in the afternoon. He asked for a room. I told him I had one, but when I looked at his face, I refused to give him one. He had two bundles, one done up in wrapping paper. It might have contained clothes. The other was done up in a newspaper about the size of a man's head. He looked just like the picture of Dr. Blood. I sent him to Mr. Hall's. Later, when the picture was shown to Mr. Hall, he told authorities he recognized him, and the man had, quote, engaged rooms of him last Monday, but did not come back. Hall also stated he saw him on the street that same evening. Isaac was charged with conspiracy and with the murder of Hiram Sautel. The indictment contained these two counts, one charge of willful murder of his brother, and the other charge that he hired, procured, or otherwise induced some party to commit the crime. While awaiting trial, Isaac confessed to the plot to intimidate his brother, but he denied prior knowledge of or taking part in murder. He claimed that Charles owed Hiram a good deal of money and that he had killed him to escape repayment. Hiram's widow, though, was not having this. She claimed, quote, he never had any money dealings with Dr. Blood, you may rest assured, Hiram wouldn't dream of lending that scamp money or anything. Hiram wasn't that kind of man being close in such matters. Nor would he or did he borrow money from Dr. Blood, supposing that the latter had it to lend. And Isaac says Dr. Blood owed my husband money? I'm sure that it is one of Isaac's bluffs. Hiram's widow also claimed that Isaac had told her Charles was, quote, a man who will do anything for a dollar. Despite the hotelier's statements and Isaac's last-minute confession, Charles was never questioned by the authorities. Isaac was convicted of his brother's murder, and he was sentenced to death. He died from complications of a stroke on the night of December 26, 1891, shortly before his scheduled execution at age 55. 
Charles' blood died nearly two decades after Isaac's trial on September 27, 1908, in his early 70s, of an unnamed illness. So it appears it turns out that his oxygenized air couldn't cure everything. He was buried in the family plot, but his widow and surviving sisters chose not to add his name to the memorial. And that is our Dr. C.L. Blood. Dr. Blood. Please tell me we have a red drink for our scam We do, and it is unbelievably delicious. This is one of those cases, right? Like, sometimes you gotta tweak stuff, but this is one where right out of the gate, it was correct. It just came together. So, I knew that I wanted to do something red. I know it's obvious, but... We've been doing all of our scam artists, but we haven't had a good grizzly and dark thing in a while. And the name Dr. Blood is so good. I feel like Dr. Blood deserves to have a bloody beverage no matter (laughs) Yeah, all of my Halloween feelings were awakened. So I made a little something called Dr. Blood's Tonic. And I wanted, obviously, to have an airiness to it because it's oxygenized. (laughs) Right, right. And did you put nitrous in and drink? (laughs) No, dear Lord, no. No, I made something else to make it airy. This, I'm not going to lie, there are a few steps here. None of them are hard, but just stay with me. In your mixing tin, you are going to combine a pretty basic, easy recipe, three quarters of an ounce of lemon juice, three quarters of an ounce of an agave syrup. I like a heavier, darker syrup in this one. Two ounces of pomegranate juice and an ounce and a half of the whiskey or bourbon of your choice. Like everything in this drink. Oh, it's going to get even better. You will want to have had during this, like a martini glass chilling in your chiller or fridge, or just fill it with ice and let it sit while you mix your drink. You're going to shake this drink up. And in the meantime, you are also going to take one egg white. I've come around. (laughs) Or if you do pasteurized egg whites like that you can pour out of the container, I use those all the time. There's no shame in that game. It does take more effort to get it frothy. But here is what I did for this one. I didn't immediately mix it with the rest of the drink. I put it in its own little container and I used my coffee frother to whip it and like an ounce of the poured egg white. Again, that's a measure with your heart moment, but it was about an ounce. And get it nice and frothy and then add it to the cocktail mix and mix it all up together. Before you strain this out, you're going to take your martini glass out of the chiller and you are going to glaze the inside of it with ginger liqueur. This is one of those cases where the pre-chilled glass really helps because the ginger liqueur sticks to the sides. Mm -hmm. It slows down its viscosity so it doesn't just drain all to the bottom. And then you're going to strain that cocktail right into it. And then you're going to sip it and you're going to hear the singing of angels. (laughs) And you will feel like the light of heaven has shined upon you and everything is good in the world. I'm not kidding. This is so delicious. I can't even deal with it. (laughs) There was like a magic in the silkiness of the egg. Mm -hmm. That's like part of what is great about an egg in a drink is that it gives it this really good mouthfeel and it's this very velvety texture. But like something about that with the pomegranate juice and the whiskey, I don't know what sorcery happens. It was like... Just good luck. The mocktail for Dr. Blood's tonic, now that you're oxygenated from all of this frothy deliciousness. (laughs) Now that you've had air. The mocktail is easy. You're going to make it exactly the same way. This is one where you will just sub out. I would make 
your black tea like we often do for whiskey or bourbon, I would put a drop or two of a non-alcoholic vanilla extract. Because you know how you think vanilla extract is going to be sweet when you're a kid and you take a swig of it and go, oh, no. Mm -hmm. It adds a nice note to that tea that it's not heavy vanilla flavor at that point. Literally like a drop, like you want a tiny amount. But it gives that fuller sense of having additional kind of dessert notes that some bourbons will have, for example. So I just highly recommend it. It gives, it just makes a symphony. And other than that, you will make it Exactly the same way with that three quarters of an ounce of lemon, three quarters of an ounce of agave syrup, an ounce and a half of your fake bourbon or whiskey, two ounces of pomegranate juice with your frothed egg white, ginger syrup instead of ginger liqueur. Easy peasy. If you cannot find ginger syrup, make your simple syrup on the stove, a cup of water, a cup of sugar, pour in some fresh ginger just sliced up. Or if you have ginger tea, you can throw that in with it instead. Let that do its thing and you're in great shape. You have ginger syrup and then you'll want to put that on everything too. I will. So that is Dr. Blood's tonic. And it is almost certainly going to be on my favorites list for this season. It is the silkiest, slipperiest. (laughs) Holy Moses, right? So delicious. We hope that it makes it onto your favorites list. If it does, be sure to share it with us online. You can use the hashtag Criminalia. We'll find it. We find nothing but delight in the time that you spend with us. So thank you for doing that. And we hope that you have had a good time. We will be right back here again next week. Look, there's going to be more drinks and more stories. We're always here on Criminalia. Criminalia is a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from Shondaland Audio, please visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. You ever get the feeling the city walls closing in, the concrete jungle suffocating your soul? You crave wide open spaces, the chance to connect with nature, maybe chase some elk, fish a private stream. Well, listen up. There's a whole world out there, and finding your own piece of it just got easier. Head over to land.com. They've got ranches, forests, mountains, you name it. Search by acreage, location, the kind of hunting or fishing you dream of. Land.com. It's where the adventure begins.
Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.